What? I also had, because I was Tybalt, I also had to die in slow motion with a broadsword in my hand. And that (laughs) was not. That sounds super easy. Ah, That was uh, terrible. That was a nightmare. (laughs) Wow. And the broadsword had to hit the ground first and had to not make a noise. I'm just continuing to record this. Keep keep talking. Oh, okay. This will be our cold open. How's that? All right. Well, okay. So. I was the dance captain slash Tibble slash choreographer for this production of Romeo and Juliet I did once. And the director's vision was to set it in Ireland because he was a fan of Celtic music. Sure. Um, so he found a song called <laughs> Calic Fergus uh, that he liked and he wanted to open the show with it. So we had to say two households, both alike in dignity, in Calic Fergus where we lay our scene. <laughs> um and uh, we thankfully didn't have to do Irish accents. Oh, God. I figured we were going to, though, considering he was going this far as to change fucking Shakespeare. Um, <laughs> and then when I when I die as Tybalt, this rotating gobo light comes on, and it's bright red, and I had to die in a sunbeam motion in slow motion. And the broadsword you see, the big heavy broadsword was uh, my right hand and and the tip had to touch the ground first, but this was in slow motion, so you can't make any noise. And I'm going real slow, real slow, <laughs> real slow. And then I finally lay down. And then my friend Deborah's Lady Capulet she comes out crying and screaming, grabs me, shoves me in her titties every night, <laughs> and starts saying terrible things to me like, I'm going to take a cat and eat it to try and <laughs> get me to laugh. Um, oh, my God. S- drooling on my face as she sobs. Just I'm sorry, who's this person? Because I love her. <laughs> Deborah Rico, I love you. Um... <laughs> But yeah, that's my story. Oh my God. Okay. Um, the director also was a fan of corduroy pants and sitting on the on his desk. And I could have, uh, I, I, I can still draw his balls from memory. I mean, I, I remember they're there doing a play because walking people through a haunted house doing a play is new and interesting, I suppose. Um, I know it's it Faust. <laughs> um, it is new and interesting. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Sleep No More is like the hottest ticket in New York right now. Yeah, Still. I hear, I hear that. For five I, years? Yeah. Years. And I'm like, I kind of, kind of want to go. I want to go so bad. I think Max did it. Yeah. I think he did. Wasn't that the one where you sit in the dark? And they like. That's Blackout. Oh, okay. He did something that was similar. I don't Blackout. Remember. I remember what it was. Blackout's one of the extreme haunts that I don't mind, where it's like. 
you you have oh thank you sure. you have to <coughs> go through the loan um and it's pitch black for like 80 percent of it 90 mm-hmm. percent of it right and i did i did a i did a dope ass haunt uh preview the year before i left la that was very similar they like threw me in a wheelbarrow and like were like high speed running me down the hall. And I was just like, what is happening? Oh, and then he, I could hear some dude like chanting and shaking bones in my face. And then he's going, <laughs> and I feel like something no, hold on my, on my head. I'm like, oh God. <laughs> and I, I came out, there was like, there was like makeup paint on my shirt and all over oh, my face. Fuck. And it was, it was cool. It yeah. was cool. I mean, I'm down for shit like that. I just never have the money or time to do it. Huh. <laughs> I was I was cooking at a friend's house the other day. He was pissing me off. Okay. It was at his house, but he was pissing me off. Of course. And I was, uh, what was I making? Tacos or something. There was sauce. That's all that's important. Is okay. the sauce was involved. Sauce and like, involved. he just he just kept pissing me off. So I just dipped my finger in the sauce and went, Simba. I will say the new Lion King I did not realize how much I was going to like physically do shit that was like the number one I was like oh it's coming oh Oh, god Oh. Also, I don't think I could do an all uh, all dark haunted house again after after the escape room and I was high out of my mind. <laughs> which, spoiler alert, okay? <laughs> I'm good. Which spoiler alert? Don't do it. Uh, <laughs> it was a bad fucking time. <laughs> like, I told you the, that whole story, right? Yeah. Okay. Now, I missed that one. Oh, so we go. You don't and, talk to and me I'm, anymore. I'm high as shit. <laughs> um, like, so on, on one day, this was in Portland, obviously. Mm-hmm. One day I took... Oh, I think I know which one. I took an it. edible and oh. was fine. Okay. Like, I was high, but I right. was not, like, bad high. Right. The next day, I took the exact same amount <laughs> <laughs> and was lost. Like, physically, I was here. That was it. What did you have to eat? Uh, was it super fatty? I don't remember. It was like breakfast food. Then that's your problem. Because mm. if remember, kids, THC is fat soluble, not water soluble. So if you want a gummy to really work, eat a peanut butter sandwich. Mm-hmm. So or bacon. I'm high as shit, and at some point, hmm. uh, the friends that I'm with book a an escape room for us. I convinced them, high as shit, <laughs> that we should probably do it later because I am not in a good place right now. <laughs> so then they do that. Right. And then I get a message on Facebook <laughs> from a friend of mine. Hey, I heard you're doing a haunted house. Hi, RC doesn't see anything weird about this. I just go, yeah, allegedly. Um, end of conversation. Right. So then, we get there later in the day. 
and I walk in and hug the guy at the front because I know him and have been friends with him for oh, okay, years. Good. He's the one who messaged me on Facebook. Gotcha. He knew because he looked up the people who signed up on Facebook, saw that we were mutual friends, and then sent me a message. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm terrifying my friends because I just walked into this building in Portland, Oregon. <laughs> and just walked up and hugged this guy. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> oh, my face hurts now. So <laughs> So then, like, I explain what the fuck is happening. And then uh, he, like, leads us into the escape room. And the first part is just really, really dim light. And I'm like, okay, I'm not super helpful, but I can do things. I'm, I'm here and everything's fine. Mm-hmm. And right. I go to the second part. It's pitch black. And I basically, I was convinced that there was somebody else in there. Mm-hmm. Um, it plays sounds, like, around the room to oh, make God. it sound like someone oh, else is in there. Oh, yeah. hell no. Um, so I'm like, I am freaking out. So like, we don't win. Right. Um, but he's like, you guys were really close. He comes on over the like PA. He's like, you guys were really close. Do you, we don't have someone booked immediately. Do you want to keep going and see if you can get out? We're like, sure. We was like five minutes later. We got out. Right. Um, so then he turned the lights on, uh, and then came in and was like, so you were no help in there. <laughs> And I was like, I'm very high. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Can somebody tell me, before we start talking about this movie. Yeah. Why is it when we're high, we have to tell people that we're high? I was defending myself (laughs) at the fact that I did nothing in the escape room. I mean, we always do, though. In whatever situation, there's something we're kind of defending ourselves against. And we have to say, dude, I am so high. What? Why? Why do we have to do that? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. I I think it's. I'm high. I don't know. (laughs) Same. (laughs) Anyway. Hi, kids. Yes. Ah, damn it. I went there. Anyway. Hi again. It's the candy coated razor blades. And I have learned to hate theater a little. And here are my co-hosts, R.C. and Stephanie. Please introduce yourselves. Hi, everyone. I'm R.C. And Abaddon Eyes is hands down one of the scariest concepts that I've ever thought about. Damn, that's fair. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> um, and I'm Stephanie. And I don't know if this adaption of Faust works. It really does. I don't think it does. <laughs> no. Like, as a concept, it's really neat, but in practice, it's like, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we're talking about the third Hell House LLC movie. What? I don't even remember the tagline. Lake of Fire. Lake of Fire. Okay. There's no lake in this movie, just so you're aware. There is fire. There is fire. Lots of fire. Yeah. So much fire. I mean, you could you could call the end it was, lake it was a fire-esque pond. <laughs> I guess. A puddle. Yeah. Like a puddle of fire. Splash of fire. Mm -hmm. Splash of fire. Uh, Yeah. Mm. A gleek of fire. A gleek. Oh, (laughs) I haven't heard that word since high school. Fuck my life. Oh my God. So RC has our details on this. Please deep me. This came out last year. (laughs) I didn't realize it was that recent. I thought it was a couple years before that. Uh, but written and directed by Stephen Cognetti, obviously. Uh-huh. Uh, starring Gabrielle Chitri as Russell Wynn, Elizabeth Vermilia as Vanessa Shepard, Sam Cassie as Jeff Stone, Theodore Balakos, I fucked it up again, as Robert Lyons, 
Brian David Tracy as Andrew Tully, which, despite being a major character, is in the movie for, like, two minutes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Bridget Ad- Abrams as Jade Mo- Jane Maloney. Don't know why I couldn't say that. <laughs> Leo DeFriend, that's his name, oh. <laughs> as Gregory Sandvik. Uh, Jordan Kaplan as Max and the original Hell House crew. I'm not going to read all the names. Right. You've heard them enough by now. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, I'm glad they brought them back. I mean, not really. Oh, I was. I thought that the the original Hell House crew in this one was better than the, than the new people. Yeah, I mean, they also got a little better treatment. As much as, I, as much as yeah. I love Jane. Because she was the best. Yeah, she was. Was, was Jane the one with the kinky hair? Yeah. The one that's like, yeah, I'm totally going into that basement. I'm going to make out with a clown. Yeah. (sighs) Yes. Yes. You're so dumb. I want to hang out with her. Absolutely. (laughs) I like her and I do want to hang with her. However, no. Yeah, choices. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Plot? Plot me. Plot. So, um, I actually don't have terribly many... um, talking points on this so feel free to jump in whenever okay um because this does not have a wikipedia entry uh the second one and the third one don't i get on top of that but wikipedia is <laughs> all my shit i'm never i'm never oh, gonna not have a chip on my shoulder and, for that and because i think this is even funnier than that somehow <laughs> there is a piece of trivia on the imdb because i looked there uh-huh. one of the things is that it uh, it does take place in a real haunted house, blah, blah, blah. Like, that one's in everyone. The, the second right. piece of trivia is literally, this is the third movie in the Hell House LLC trilogy. Oh, my God. I'm like, that's not trivia. <laughs> 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 I mean, it's, it's there, there are three in the title. Granted, fact. Camp Death. Granted, there is Camp Death. However, we also have to think of Thanksgiving. Because there was a second one. But it was billed as the third one because mm. there was no second one. And the whole plot of the third one was where the fuck did the second one go? So I get why that could be considered a trivia point. However, to the person that wrote that trivia <laughs> point on IMD, get a fucking life. And like the the most mind boggling thing about it is it says 22 people found this helpful. I was like, why? Oh, <laughs> 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 oh Fuck my life. Okay, so now about the actual movie. Go. Um, (laughs) One year after the last film, the Avedon Hotel was set to be demolished. Before it was, it was purchased by Russell Wynn. Russell then invites the new crew of Morning Mysteries to create an episode with an all-access pass behind the scenes of his hit show Insomnia based on Faust, which is why we were talking about Faust earlier. Right. We then meet various members of Insomnia who talk about and demonstrate their knowledge of what happened with the first Hell House crew generally. There's a couple people who don't really know. Right. Um, and no one really <laughs> believes it, except for the guy who plays Mephistopheles. Yeah, I was about to say, like, he is yeah. on, he's like, he's on the, the truck. Yeah, he's on board. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's like, on board. The, the British one, though, like, I don't know, man. He it's, is hateable. He's extremely <laughs> hateable. Kind of is. And I mean, maybe it's because like I know that motherfucker. Oh yeah. I know Me dozens too. of that motherfucker. <laughs> and they still get work and they still get the lead in shit. And you're like, why? No one likes you. You hate this. We hate you. Why are you here? Like just over and over. Jane and over. does have one of the best burns on him though. 
Do you remember it? I don't. Okay, well, I'll get there when we get okay. there. Because it's fucking great. But right. um, I don't know, man. I don't know. If I if I was living in New York, um, doing uh, Shakespeare in the Park with Meryl Streep, as he says later, um, yeah. I, I would not. If 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 I got offered the lead in a uh, Sleep No More esque um, situation that was out of town and was this place of several atrocities that made the news. I'd watch the documentary about the fucking place. Oh, yeah. And I would at least know about the deaths. Yeah. How did he get all the way to making this documentary about insomnia without knowing a single thing that happened in that fucking house? I don't have a television. (laughs) You've got (laughs) Mephistopheles running around. Probably telling everybody. He's probably talking about it to every single person he comes across. I don't like that guy and I don't hang out with him outside of work. (laughs) (laughs) See, look. Ta-da. That's how this dude never heard a fucking thing. They do, because they have nothing else to do. They do in the film. Right. (laughs) Well, that's because outside of work is still in that building. So, yeah. Um. Uh, they then show that they haven't heard about the previous Morning Mysteries crew, though. Yes. Hmm. Uh, after an introduction with Russell and various members, managers of Insomnia, Vanessa hands out cameras to the actors and explains that they want behind-the-scenes behind footage from everyone. This is where Jane fucking burns him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because um, Vanessa and, and Gregory are, are talking about his credentials. Mm-hmm. And he says that he was in Shakespeare in the Park after someone makes fun of him for it. Uh, oh, says that he was, one. yeah, that he yeah. was oh in Shakespeare God. in the Park, and it was him, and I believe it was Amy Adams. It was. Oh, Amy Adams. It was. Into it was the him woods. and eighty. That's Adams. right. Into the woods. It was yep. into the woods, and then Jane jumps in. <laughs> you and Amy Adams. You were tree number three. Two people played a tree better, better than, than you. you. <laughs> <laughs> I did this. Oh yeah, you were you were like spear holder number eight for two minutes <laughs> in the Act One finale. You, you stood right there and then you walked off. But that they are the <laughs> shit. Yep. Oh yep. my god. I can't. I can't. I mean, I will fully admit I'm a name dropper. Mm-hmm. I try not to do it too much because. It is a dick move. Mm-hmm. It really is. And I understand that it's a dick move. But that dude, just, <laughs> he, here's a condom, it's going to rain. Sorry. <laughs> Vanessa gives Russell a camera, despite his protests that he won't even be using it. And then uh, I wrote down that she heads down into the basement. But Oh, no, she does. Mm-hmm. Uh, she goes and looks around in the basement. She sees the three clowns. I have questions about that. I'm going to circle back. She sees the three clowns and is like, ooh, is everything spooky? And I'm like, they took out uh, the guy that Paul named Hector, who was with him at the piano in the first one. Mm-hmm. He's out front. Why'd they leave the clowns in the basement? My only thought is that knowing what we knowing what we know by watching the movie, mm-hmm. Russell requested them stay. 
That is my only. I don't think thought. any of the show actually. No, the show did go through the basement because they talk about it. It did. Yeah. Hmm. In fact, at the end, people are in the basement when things go fuck nutty. Right. I'm hmm. thinking that either they didn't think about it, or they just said, "Okay, we're going to leave the hotel as is," because it eventually kind of turns back into the haunted house that it was before, um, barring the stuff that they put up to block the view of some mm-hmm. of that, like the the white room. Yeah. Um, hmm. All I can think of is Wynn just wanted him left there. I guess because I mean, clowns it, in hell. Because... It turns to it turns out to be a fucking problem. Right. Yeah, but like <laughs> knowing what we know, I'm trying not to spoil anything. But yeah. I mean, I guess you've seen this fucking movie if you're listening to Hopefully. this episode. Hopefully. Um. You know, since he knew that the clown was doing shit and things, he wanted it in the house. In the house. Mm. And like to add to the spook. Right. Yeah, and like actively present. Yeah. For when everything goes down. I could see that. Yeah. I get it. But um, once again, why is a clown in a pentagram room? I'll fucking never know. No one will ever know. No. No, no one. While doing her research the next day, Vanessa discovers additional dip- disappearances and some questions about Abaddon in general, including a disappearance at the county fair. Shortly thereafter, we meet Father Paulus. This guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I never... Twice. Twice. In the past two days, I have watched this movie... I have no idea what the priest is for. There's a big plot hole in this that makes me very upset that has to do with him. Is it the <laughs> thing that he sends Wynn at the beginning? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. So there's there's a big scene, and they make it a point that he opens a box on camera, doesn't show what's inside, and then puts it in a safe, and it is never mentioned again. Mm. <laughs> no. What was it like a get out of hell free card? What? I, I, Based on the end, no. My my <laughs> only thought is that it's um. Oh, I'm so bad with religious stuff. M- maybe it was a relic. Mm. Could be or something like that. Vial of holy water. Yeah, like something holy to I. But but then why to strengthen him? Right to make the whole thing work. Like what what was in the fucking what's the this again last night i i recognized what was happening in that scene and was like i don't remember this ever coming up again and i was right it didn't i think (laughs) he may go towards it no he doesn't yeah when when everything no he goes into room 2c and then into the basement that's it (laughs) fucking yeah i don't know Hmm. um and you guys like these movies do you yes Okay. <laughs> uh, Paulus talks about some vague history of demonology, including saying that a demon known to be in Abaddon has repeated esta perta porta, which they finally say that the gate is open. Yeah. Um, when asked about Andrew Tully, Paulus brought up that there are references to the demon Abaddon guarding the door to hell and, and that no man could close the gate once opened. That it would take an angel from God himself. While talking to Wynn, Vanessa learns that the Abaddon Hotel was um, was also the plot of land used for the fairgrounds, um, 
After the meeting is over, they find a planchette with the initials BD on it in the field by an abandoned van. Oh, look. The douche elite returns. Yeah. But it's not new footage. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Let's take a moment and pause. Okay. Because we've already had tons of creepy stuff happen. Yeah. And we haven't really Surprisingly little based on... But like What's Abaddon Eyes. You haven't yeah. even talked about Abaddon Eyes. Abaddon and that Eyes. was when she first goes in? Yes. Hector? Uh, no, it's past Hector because Jeff brings it up when they're in, I believe it's Jeff. the wine room. That's what it is. Mm. Uh, no, Hector's, Hector's the mannequin who's playing piano. That's uh, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Jeff brings up that they call something Abaddon Eyes, which is where you feel like you're always being watched and that there's always kind of something just on the edge of your sight. And if you look at it, it's not there. Of course. I mean, that's, it's a standard kind of haunted housey trope sort of thing. That thing right at the edge of yeah. your eyes. Cause I mean, I've experienced that in real life. Mm-hmm. There's, there's some, oh, it's not there. So, I mean, fun fact, do you know what causes that? Because I can tell you, <laughs> go ahead. Infrasound. Hmm. It's a combination of three things happening. Um, it's something that is used in haunted houses, but sparingly. Um, if an infrasound is playing, you can't hear it. But right. it will kind of put you on edge because you can still feel the vibration of it. Sure. Um, but the most important thing that happens is that it vibrates your eye. When it vibrates your eye, it will distort some things in your vision, which because of the way the brain works and pareidolia, um, you try to make it into shapes, which okay. you will always lean towards making them vaguely humanoid. So as your eyes vibrate, it causes the the shapes just on the edge of your vision. So it'll look like something. Yeah. So I mean that's that's an interesting use of subliminal messaging, sort of thing. Because if you it, it, it's sound, but you can't hear it, so it it does kind of fall into that realm. Mm-hmm. Um, neat, mm-hmm. neat. I have learned something today, children. We are a teaching podcast. <laughs> I see shit every day, every single day, out of the corner of my eyes. Especially when I'm wearing glasses, because the frame, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the frame, frame combined with like, you know, the, the drape blowing, I'll be like, oh, oh shit, there's nothing there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really wish that Lens Crafters was still an hour, by the way, uh, because I'm like, I am already at the mall. You're making me make two trips. What are you going to reimburse me for gas? I have become <laughs> such a cheapskate. <laughs> I'm not really. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Wynn has a rule that he doesn't want anyone in the hotel after hours. Hands down the smartest thing that happens right. in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> holy shit. He does, do they listen? No, no but he fucking tries. He does right. everything in his power to keep everybody safe the entire time he's there. Right. Like, he, he's very up to code with shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He definitely the CEO of a like company. Like, he's still, he's yeah. still doing something there, but he's like, no, it is 9 p.m. I want everyone back at the hotel. Lights out right. at 10 or whatever. <laughs> Like they're at camp or some shit. Right. I mean, weren't they around a campfire at some point? Uh, yeah, they got coming up. Yeah, they yeah. got they get uh, allowance. It's only, it's yeah. only three of them. I, yeah. Four. Isabel's there. Yeah. 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 But But still. So here's when when people start making worse decisions. I don't want to say bad because we've gotten here. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> some of the cast the has a bonfire out back for some fun after one late night mm-hmm. naturally the cast dares one of the cast members Jane to go into the basement touch clown on the nose on camera and run out 
Here's where shit starts picking up. Oh, God. While in the hotel, the piano starts playing the usual theme, and Jane chalks it up to the other cast members playing a prank. Which, which raises some questions, because I know that she does, like, that is a fact, and it's not entirely unbelievable, but only one of them knows the tune. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, maybe Isabel knows it. That's possible. They'd never do ask her. No. I mean, at least, at least one of them has watched the movie and therefore knows the tune. Right. Right. <sighs> right. But um, they're also drunk. They are. She's she's definitely yeah. deep into her cups at that point. Oh yeah. Did did you not watch the Family Guy where he can like play piano like a friggin' maestro yeah. when he's soused? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like the 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 rational button on her right. brain right. has not got it been pressed. Gotcha. Um, now something that's about to happen is another big plot hole that bothers the shit out of okay. me. Okay. Okay. So. While walking through, I believe she is in the bar. Uh, because the bar is adjacent to the stairs that goes down to the basement. Right. I swear to God, I know the fucking layout of this whole hotel. But uh, I know, right? By this point, yes. I'm pretty <laughs> sure I could draw you a map. Um, so she's in the bar, and she turns the camera to her, and is like, okay, boys, I'm going to go down the basement. At this point, you see the original Hell House crew all staring at her. Super yeah. creepy. But right. this is going to be a problem in a minute. Mm-hmm. So she goes down into the basement. She ends up making out with one of the clowns. Gross. Yeah. Like for a bunch of reasons. But oh. like, so in, in the movie, canonically, this is 2018. Okay. Yes. The original Ho House happened in 2009, so that clown has just been gathering gross oh, yeah. for nearly a decade. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then, as she turns uh, to look at the camera, we notice that Oreo, our old staple, <laughs> looking at her. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. When she looks at the camera this time, she sees Oreo looking at her. Right. But she didn't see the Hell House crew not two minutes ago with the camera at the same angle. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, don't get me wrong. <laughs> it's creepy and she needed to see the clown. Right. But, come on. Well, maybe she had the phone flipped around and it, and the, the other way that she didn't see a reflection. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. Um, <laughs> but, in, in one of the creepiest things... Uh, as she starts to move away really slowly at first, Oreo's head follows her yep. slowly. Oh, yeah. It's so creepy. It's yep. so oh, yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it got me. It's a good one. Um, she, she then runs towards the stairs, stops, turns around, and Oreo is now standing, <laughs> having yeah. made no noise. Hmm. Fuck that clown. <laughs> um, <laughs> Panicking, Jane runs to the stairs, and we hear approaching <laughs> footsteps before she's rescued by the, the cast members who dared her after having heard her screams. Right. I mean, even the footsteps, I'm like, no. Mm-mm. I mean, no, it, no, no, stop. Yeah. <laughs> and, and at this point, I mean, at this point, no amount of money could make me stay. Oh, hell no. 
-hmm. I would absolutely get money from you (laughs) because I would get my goddamn check and then I would be suing you for freaking everything possible because you have dead people on the camera as evidence. (laughs) As evidence. Right. Uh, the whole th- I, like in in real world terms man you get that on camera and that is the end of that for yeah. everyone mm-hmm. it's all done it's like all here's over. what i'm gonna do i'm gonna put it online make a bunch of money off of it <laughs> and i'm never going to work again and i'm going to stay in my house terrified of everything <laughs> perpetually <forever. Yes. laughs> yeah i mean oh. mm, God, so happen. while i'm glad that jane stayed because i love her <laughs> It also is super unrealistic. <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, this, but this has been the case throughout the entire fucking series. We're catching supernatural shit on camera. There is no mistaking this for anything other than supernatural shit. Mm-hmm. There is no camera tricks. There is, I mean, it's a movie, so it's all fucking special effects. But if you're, if you're taking into that, if this is real. This is actual footage. Sure. This is a found footage movie for a fucking reason. You know, you've got this evidence of the supernatural. So, yes, people are going to want to go. But after so many fucking deaths, you would think that they would bring out the goddamn Pope. <laughs> I mean, sorry, dude. You know, you're, you're talking directly biblical shit that is scaring <laughs> the fuck out of people. Bring in the big guns. Call out to Italy. Let's go. Go ahead. (laughs) During a follow-up with one of the cast members, the one who plays Mephistopheles, whose name I didn't write down, Hmm. uh, we learn about the car crash in 2008 where Russell Wynn nearly died. You mean the one where he got what we... His awesome pirate scar? Yeah, his massive (laughs) fucking scar. (laughs) That no one talks about until later in the movie. I don't think they ever talk about it. They talk about it when they talk about the car accident. That's how second. he got his scar. That is literally the only thing they mention. I think that's the second time. It's <laughs> the first time they don't talk about it much. Hmm. Um, after doing some makeup on the balcony. Do you want us to wait a minute? <laughs> I mean, you don't wait for me. Got ash in my throat. Okay. Oh, Sorry, no. I, I oh you're need, fine. I need to clean my pipe. You're so. fine. Um, after doing some makeup, Isabel sees the bloody Sarah Hovel beckon her into a room to see, obviously. Um, where she sees a shape in the sheets exactly where Sarah was last seen before she dropped her, uh, before Isabel drops her camera and runs. I love I... this intercut where it's footage from the first movie of Sarah like blankly staring into a corner and the sheet is in the exact same place and it kind of cuts back and forth. Yeah. I fucking loved it. What were you going to say? Right. Isabel. Well, okay. (laughs) The thing that gets me so agitated about this movie is the little, the little bitty bites that they give us that they don't, they don't finish up. Like, that they don't really <clears throat> flesh out. And Isabel's experience mm-hmm. at, at the Abaddon is part of that. Okay. Just, she goes from, <clears throat> she, 
she goes from being very hashtag mm. Right. <laughs> hashtag morning mystery. Hashtag mm is better. Mm, it's like food. Mm, it's like, mm. She goes from that <clears throat> to at the bonfire, she's a little weird. Mm. To doing what's his buckets makeup. Greg. Greg. And being over it done. Doesn't really want to talk. Mm. And then she has this experience. And then we find out about the Instagram pictures. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like. I feel like her arc would have gone better if we were knowing about the Instagram pictures maybe before. Mm-hmm. Like as she was experiencing it. So explain the Instagram pictures for the people that are maybe well, haven't not have not watched this because why would they? We're getting to that point. <laughs> when um, this brings back uh, Robert Lyons talking about um, how Isabel leaving wasn't really a surprise because if you look at her social media history, you'll find comments where people started to notice things in the background, which I thought was hilarious mm. because some of the things were not hidden. Right. Um, where you see um, in one, uh, you see Max's face. In one, you see Tony at the bottom of the basement stairs. Mm-hmm. In one, you see... Um, fuck, what was the main guy's name? Alan? Alex. Alex. Alex um, hanging in the attic. Yeah. Um, he was the most obvious one. Was that, was that Alex or was that Sarah? Because I know Sarah was hung too in the attic in the first one. Sarah was not hung. I thought she was. No, she was bludgeoned to death by the camera. Oh, that's right. Never mind. Derp. Just only Alex was hung in the attic. Okay. I thought someone else was hung up there. That's that's me. Sorry, I'm nope. high. Uh, Brock and his uh, camera, camera guy. guy were hung, but they were in the dining room. Yep. Um. <laughs> Yeah, that's just, it's a big thing for me because it's like, she's clearly one of those social social media girls. Yeah, <coughs> right. And that means, or, uh, being an Instagram user period means that you are sitting there looking at that picture for at least, like, at the minimum, let's say 10 seconds. Sure. Because <laughs> you have to select it. You're probably going to go through the filters for a second or two. You're going to type a little something, something yeah. caption. So mm-hmm. you're looking at that picture for a long time. You are. And, mm-hmm. like, how did you? Like, not seeing Mac, I could see. <laughs> yeah. That one was hidden and yeah, I thought was, was well good. done. Yeah. The other two. It's like no. wasn't there one with the woman in white in the back too? Or yeah, was that, there was like that was that was not Isabel. No, that, that was Vanessa. That okay. was video. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. <sighs> yeah, and then just all of a sudden, <sighs> Isabel's gone. But like they all, the, another thing that bugs me, and we haven't even talked about this character, uh, Wynn's assistant. That's just sassy McSasser face. What's his oh, name? Oh, yeah. him. I, I think okay. I wrote it down. The gay one. Yeah, the gay one. The uh, sassy friend. Um, I thought you were talking about the other one. The other one's Jeff. The, okay. The we one with the stick up him. his ass? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's Jeff. That's Jeff. Okay. Jeff. Um, the, the, when they're having their little um, morning meeting yeah. in the attic, it, it, it's like five, maybe like a third of the way into the movie. Right. And Sass McFace says um Isabel was asking if she would get paid even if she has to leave (laughs) it's a weird question he's like is she planning on leaving no no. that's why I said it was a weird question and I'm like that means that 
she's thinking about leaving, <laughs> you stupid motherfuckers. Yeah. Like, mm. <laughs> like, have you never run a business before? Exactly. That that's 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 like when you're in middle school, you're asking questions like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, I didn't. But actors write anything about him down, despite the light test scene. I mean, which I really Sassatron is not important to this movie at all. No, he's not. He has he's, the one scene. He's just kind it. of a stereotype for the sake of being a stereotype. Yeah, and like I feel like they, he was meant to be in there to be. A foil for Jeff. Yeah. But like it really it's seems- just do do you fucking hate each other? Do you not hate each other? I really think that Sassy hates you, but then occasionally he'll just be like, seems like he actually gives a shit about you. Yeah. It's real weird. <laughs> yeah, and I want to be a size weird. two. Of course he had to be the fat gay. Mm. I don't know. He just why was he there? I do not understand why he was there other than to run the lights with the lesbian with the amazing hair. Yes. Later that on. we only see at the end. Right. She's not Where even, the fuck I don't, she come from? I don't think that she's credited. No, <laughs> probably not. You know who she looks like? She looks like Landon Sider out of drag. She does. Mm. She does. I mean, potentially, but I don't think so. So. Oh, we love you, Landon Sider. Why are you married, uh, Landon? But, uh, Sass McFace, which I guess is what we're calling him, <laughs> um, is uh, the like I want to say like assistant director, like he's the one who handles the actors. Yeah, like he ends up doing oh, okay. a bunch like of light testing, stage manager, but stage, uh, sure. yeah, production quote manager. unquote production manager yeah. sort of thing. The guy yeah. that does the actual heavy lifting. Yeah, yeah, and then Jeff is the financial side of it. Right. Yeah, just the accountant. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. I mean, that makes sense. Um, but it, he really just seems to have no purpose other than that. Yeah. So. All right. Continue. Vanessa has a couple encounters as well, but she doesn't run. This is where the woman in white in the back mm. um, comes up. Um, as the encounters begin to pick up, no one escapes unscathed. Jeff encounters uh, Gregory meeting with who we learn is the missing Sarah Havel. Mm-hmm. I liked I liked that. Yeah. I liked that scene. Yeah. Especially because well, I was like, yeah, you eat his soul. Because I don't like him. <laughs> he would be the one that you could just kind of blindly interview and never say your name and he wouldn't question it. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> he's dumb. Cause he's, and yeah. didn't she just say something specifically like, you're going to die and then just disappear? Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah, she said, we're going to enjoy you, and then yeah. you're never getting out of here. Mm. And yeah. then disappears. <laughs> he's coming. Mm. You know, like, and starts <laughs> saying crazy shit. Right. And, and even her voice, the, the like, demonic thing towards and, the yeah. end. And, and he's he, just like, oh my god, hi, how are he's you? He's like, oh, I might get my dick sucked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? Oh, she gone. No. That's exactly what it is. Okay. The night before opening, <laughs> Vanessa gets a tip from Wynn, uh, which they never really say what he said. No. Um, which is weird. I mean, because it seems like he like foils his own shit. The right. entire situation where they managed to lure hundreds of people to the pit of hell every fucking movie, weird. So, you know, let's just keep going with that. One of them I guess. was five. <laughs> 
Like it was five people. They still managed to get a fucking uh, well. True, the middle one was five, <laughs> but on either end of that, several, several dozens. Both of, people. of them make sense. <laughs> like one is a big play that had been really successful in New York City. One of them is a haunted house in the middle of bumfuck nowhere. That's what you do. Nah. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. But I'm also like, people know the histories of this location. Yeah, people, people, people. That makes it better. Pay pay physical hard monies to go on serial killer tours yeah. in milwaukee i i went on the jack the ripper tour in london so see can't say anything about that but that was like 100 years ago uh, I, I, I did that at the west virginia state penitentiary and that was like did. 30 years ago and you mentioned that <laughs> you did yeah, I mean and that people... was fucking awesome and also terrifying. <laughs> Do you remember the parents from a couple years ago that had they they like had twelve kids and they were all um like, like kept hostage? Yeah. yeah, they were like kept hostage yeah. in their own home. And the Sylvia Likens case they, very similar. Yeah, they had to um get like riot cops down there. Wow. Uh, for how how many people? started coming and taking pictures in front of the house. People have morbid fascination with everything. Everything. And I definitely could see thousands of people going to the haunted, haunted house that killed a bunch of people. Right. I'd probably be one of them. Like, I hate to admit it, but I 100% would. I get it. I yeah. get it. It sucks. We're horrible. But I get it. <laughs> Pu- public executions were like going to the movies they were. hundreds yeah. of years ago. I mean, like, I mean, it's got action, uh, blood. Can I tell you about the the state penitentiary? No. And how? Okay, so other oh, one with the MTV deal. Uh huh. Yeah. So I think I've told that part, but yeah. I don't think I've told the second part. So there is a, a haunted house in it, like just a normal haunted house. And uh-huh. I went through that um, because I was. This is going to sound shitty to say, and I'm already sorry about it. Um, in the haunt community for a, a brief period of time, I was fairly popular. Uh-huh. So we got to, uh, a group of us like traveled around and did a bunch of shit. For sure. So we got to go there. We got to go through the haunt. <clears throat> and they were like, yeah, we have the haunted house. And we also have like um, the haunted like historical tour where it's the rest of it after dark, no electricity or lights on. Um, do you guys want to go through that too? And we're like, yes. (laughs) So as we go through, I find out Hmm. that the tour guide who is walking, it's me and a total of five other people, four of my friends and the tour guide. Okay. The tour guide was a guard there when it was an operation. (laughs) (laughs) So he's, he's telling us like, straight up horror stories. This is just shit that happened. Um, And he's talking about the graffiti on the walls, which was the MTV sphere thing. He's like, there's all this Aryan graffiti. He's like, none of this was here before MTV. Like, none of this is real. (laughs) And then we go like up into the like, not the attic, but like the third floor. Okay. And like everything is fucking terrifying. (laughs) Um, Because it is literally us with just like little flashlights. Uh Uh-huh. And no light. Uh-huh. In the entire place. Oh, God, no, thank you. I mean, 
people are afraid of the dark for good reasons. Yeah, dude. Because yeah, and the sounds and doors and opening and closing while we weren't there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the dark was the least scary part. Like, <laughs> don't get me wrong, it wasn't great. <laughs> yeah, you hear a cell door bang on the third floor of a building where you're the only one in it. Nice. And uh, yeah, it's suddenly not okay. Like, everything is not okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. So, back to this. <laughs> uh, Vanessa gets a tip from Wynn about talking to Father Paulus, and she goes to investigate. We learn that Paulus is receiving cash from Wynn to the point of liquidating all of his assets at midnight and distributing the cash to some hand-picked charities. Vanessa breaks the story online, trying to get Insomnia shut down before it opened. Hmm. Jeff confronts Wynn about the liquidation, who says that it's none of your business what I do with my money. And he's like, I'm the (laughs) COO. COO. Chief Operating Officer for this. I just couldn't remember. I was like, it's not CTO. I was like, I know it's one of those. Um, which is, it is his fucking business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, if it's, it's is, exactly it, is it your personal business. money? Then exactly. yeah, sure. Exactly. Right. <laughs> but this is not your personal money. This right. is yeah. investment money. <laughs> when pushes them to go on with the show for the night. We then see a bunch of unseen footage, and this is what I wish had been shown in the first two films, because it spans those time periods, and it would have been a really good tie-in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where you see Russell near the first two Hell House crews uh, overhearing plans or simply uh, just being in the same place as they are. Yeah. Opening night begins. Oh, God. <laughs> we, are, we are coming up to the end, and shit kind of goes off the rails oh it kind of does like a lot (laughs) like a lot we walk through insomnia with the patrons which i loved i thought this Mm -hmm. was awesome um it's well done and find that win is missing oreo suddenly appears in the wine room standing ominously on a wall he's not there one second the next second he He is is people scream (laughs) and of course you know the two up in the attic running the cameras he's not supposed to be there what is going on Suddenly, someone appears in room 2C. It's obviously Tully. Mm-hmm. Um, but he just kind of blinks in and out of existence for a minute. Right. Yeah, and th- there's like, someone's in 2C. No, someone isn't in 2C. <laughs> someone he keeps is, existing and not existing. Someone is blinking in and out of room 2C. <laughs> right? He's Grottinger's ghost. Wynn turns his camera on and goes into room 2C. Which is not a part of the show. It is just an empty room. Yes. Um, I mean, ghosts or whatever, but not like... It's not a part of Insomnia. Right. Um, Wynn encounters Tully, and Jeff eventually finds him. And uh, Wynn just says, he is coming. Tully interrupts the show. (laughs) (laughs) Saying that uh, Gregory, as Faust... The show suddenly becomes good. Yeah. Um, doesn't make deals for souls. Yeah. The lights go out. When they come on, he is super murdering Greg. Yeah, through the eyeballs. Through the eyes. <laughs> with his thumbs. Yeah. Um, but as the lights yeah, go out, good. the piano starts playing. Um, I have this technically wrong. Um, Vanessa ends up going down into the basement um, and sees the hooded figures first. 
She then eventually runs back up and hides behind the bar for a brief period of time. Shortly thereafter, Russell goes into the basement. Um, Wynne attacks Tully and pulls him through the portal that has opened in the basement, which is the puddle of fire. Mm-hmm. Um, all patrons and staff were then discovered in the cornfield behind the hotel with only Wynne missing. The hotel has burned mostly to the ground. Um, no one really knows what happened. They were all pretty sure that they died, and now they're in a cornfield. And there is visible evidence of them dying on camera. A little bit, yes. A little yeah. bit. A little, um, little, little, little bit murder. I really, I probably am going to say that I really like the thing that you're about to say that you hated. Um, I really liked the camera on the Lazy Susan panning around. I loved it. I like the <clears throat> idea of that. Uh-huh. I did not like the acting that was being shown on that camera. <laughs> as okay, it spun. yeah, yeah. Most of it was not. <laughs> most of it was ah, not great. Ah, it was literally that. Ah, I'm dying. Ah, make it stop. Ah, really? How long did it take you to slit a throat? Come on. And then well, they one of them is scream. disemboweling him. Right. True. <laughs> Mixing but it, up, it, it was it, it was lackluster acting. I'm sorry, it really was. The, the hooded figures, like you could tell, they were they were just extras, eh. and they were like, eh. just figure it out, eh. just murder them. It's fine, eh. right? <laughs> Your actors do what you do. Um, we learn then that Russell actually had died in the car crash. He was legally dead for two minutes, which is why he opened insomnia in the Abaddon. Uh, he believed that he would be able to close the portal because he had gone to the other side. Uh, we see the first Hellhouse crew and Wynn dead and trapped in the hotel, but not the lake of fire. Wynn explains that it's time to move on, and the crew goes to the bar to get a drink. It's also very brightly lit. It is very bright. This house is clean. It is. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but they're still in fact... the house. Because they, they're they, stuck in the house, yeah. but at least the grossness isn't in the house. True. There's that. It does look <laughs> just kind of like an old timey hotel. Yeah. 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 And then they're like. It doesn't even seem real. But yes, it was. Because you have it all on camera. And you're still alive. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Just really- Robert Lyons does bring up uh, the Abaddon tapes. He does. Yes. Where he says that Russell Wynn uh, had just a bunch of records. Like tapes, footage. That he was things. anonymously sent. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so now there's another... Entity anonymously sending shit because you know Tully didn't send that. Right. It would thwart I his don't know plans. That. I feel like it would have thwarted Tully's plans to send him that shit. Ooh, because I'm pretty sure that Tully said that he had been sending it to him. Oh, okay. He did mention in in I think it's in the second movie, he mentions that um he had been sending it and I believe he said to him. He doesn't say who, but he says him. Okay. And the only other one who had received it up to that point was Jessica. Right. Not a him. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I keep hitting the fucking envelope. <laughs> yes, despite definitely being the weakest of the three movies, I still really enjoy it. I, I, I see what they were trying to do with the plot tie up but I, I i think it was kind of ham-fisted yes yes um let me center myself and not kick the table it'll be fine um 
this movie sucks. However, it does tie everything with the other two movies up into a neat little bow. Yes. So, you know, for that, kudos. Because you, you've you taken a trilogy. I mean, granted, one that I did not care for. But <coughs> you ended it really well. You know, especially when you're talking about this kind of film. Mm-hmm. You know, granted, the logic of the entire series was just no. Um, I, um, I always in my mind end up comparing this to paranormal activity. Yeah. In that I remember when paranormal activity three was going to happen. And the first one had scared the bejesus out of me. I cannot explain what I went through that evening, seeing that shit and then going to live where I had, where I was living at the time. Mm -hmm. It was terrible. And I knew that my, I knew that my dorm room was haunted. Um, So Paranormal Activity 2 came out. I was fine with, I was pleased. I left the theater happy. It's, I've it's, seen the first one. It's good. I don't think I've seen the other I think the it's a ones. good um, sequel to the first one. Hmm. Um, and it had a, a cute little, how they tied it in and everything. Okay. And then the third one was when the two female main characters that are sisters were little kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's all on 80s VHS tapes and stuff. And I was dead. I was like, that's fucking great. Oh my God, we're go. All right, we're going to get the answers that we've been all been wanting. Mm-hmm. You know, blah, blah, you know, like we're going to get them. And you don't. <laughs> Ever. They just walk up the fucking stairs and that's a wrap. Yep. Mm. And um, I was left so blue balled by that. <laughs> I just, I, I, it just fucking pisses me off to think about paranormal activity anymore. Like mm. I said, the the marked ones you got, you finally, finally, six fucking movies in got like some of the back story of all the the demons and worshiping and all that shit. Right. Six fucking movies in. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, it got to the third one, and I got, I got satisfaction. You know what you I mean? Got, you got it. I you got, got yeah. I was the like, series. okay, I like this is a whole arc of a story. Yeah. You know, like. Is it perfection? No, it's right. not perfection. But it does wrap it up in a bow. It, yes. does. it does. While still leaving it open for side stories yes. with the Abaddon tapes. It's it we can see things like uh Isabel and that whole story is yeah. still open to be made without fucking up the, the actual arc. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that the the box that Father Paulus sends to Russell is they've got that planned for the TV show mm-hmm. to like release that. But that's the thing. Like they either left these big gaping holes for right. us to hope for, <laughs> I guess mm-hmm. that they, but they set it up as plot points in the story that you're, yeah. you're telling. Like that's right. the issue. Right. Right. I mean, ultimately the storytelling while this movie does wrap things up nicely, mm-hmm. it's still a little haphazard. And I think that's just one of the the, th- the drawbacks to using the found footage format. 
because you're kind of relying on these things where, I mean, it's essentially you're telling your, your crew go improv and have fun while maintaining this storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like there's too much missing for us to even want the TV show. And I know you two want it and I get that. That's cool. Uh, but for me, you know, having that kind of looming over me, I'm like, why couldn't you have just told me the complete story in the movies? Mm-hmm. And then you can build on that mm-hmm. with the TV show. Don't leave stuff out specifically for television. That's silly. Yeah. And like, exactly. Like leaving things out, praying that the, you get to tell the story later is bad storytelling. It is. I like I have taken yeah. so many writing classes, my eyes cross. All you and like when I going back, like I just use the box as an example because it's so glaring to me. Right. Mm-hmm. And I've like sat and thought about it. Right. How do you present the box without making it this big dramatic moment of what's in the box? Well, none of your business, <coughs> and I'm gonna put it in the safe. <coughs> All he would have had to have done. What's in the box? Oh, it's my supplements. Right. Oh, it's a surprise for opening night. Mm-hmm. That would have been fine. And just yeah. like, you know, even if he was lying, it off. like, yeah, like right. the less, the less inconsequential the object, the better. Because then when you are, if you do get to tell your TV show story. It's going to be one of those who is Kaiser Soze moments mm-hmm. for the people who've been following your story. Mm-hmm. You finally see Russell go over and pull out like this relic of some sort. And you're going to be like, fuck, that was his supplements. In <laughs> ah! and you, like have one of those incredible moments. <laughs> right. Rather than none of your beeswax. I'm putting this in the safe. Right. Or, you know, just fucking tell us what it is in an after uh, you know, in a, in a postscript, you know, a, you know, after credit scene, whatever mm-hmm. you want to do. But, you know, I'm pretty sure just from having watched this movie and from knowing that Wynn had the relationship with the priest, I'm fairly certain that it's something that allowed him to grab Tully and drag him straight right. back into hell. Exactly. But show us what it is at some point. Right. We need to know what it is at some point in the film. Right. Show us what it is. Yeah. And then expound on it in the in the TV series when you get a chance later. Exactly. You know, give us a little bit on it and then give us more later. Exactly. We need to know. So, so ultimately, this has just brought down the score for the whole thing because it is bad storytelling. They didn't give us what we should have had. So, I mean, any more thoughts before we go into ratings? This is going to be a short one, kids. I don't think so. Okay. All right. So, um... Again, I am high as fuck. I keep hitting things. I'm whatever. Um, this is not a horrible movie. It's not a good movie. It's not a memorable movie. I literally watched this twice. And my being stoned has nothing to do with not remembering a damn thing about this movie until someone tells me about it. So, and that's all three of them. I literally, they, they are one of those movies that has erased itself from my mind. Or a set of three movies that have erased themselves from my mind. I just, I didn't, it's like, I don't want them in my head. And that's not to say that they were bad movies for anyone but me. Because again, you're going to like what you like. I can't tell you what to like. You can like whatever the hell you want. 
Um, but you know, now that we've got, you know, we, we've had our, our death star moment. Now we've, you know, right down the tube, we've got Tully back in hell where he belongs, you know, but how did he get there other than a flying tackle? You know, and, and that's ultimately going to bring down the entire series of films for me. Um, so this is getting like, again, a two, a two out of five, um, fiery anuses. That's what it's getting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay. Uh, like I said last week, I'm just going to give everything. uh, I'm, I'm giving all three of these a three out of five regardless. And the reason I'm doing that is because I've watched them so many times. Yeah. I enjoy watching them. And I truly in the, in like, when I think of other movies that I rewatch time and time again, I can't figure out exactly what it is about them that makes me rewatch them hmm. so often, but I do. And so, um, you know, I, I feel in terms of like my movie meal, I'm like 75 to 80% satisfied. Mm-hmm. There's still the questions like, you know, Bob, you know, like how, how did he grab onto Tully? Why was it him? You know, what, what, what caused that? What, you know, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is in the safe? What was Isabel's story? You know, like there's so much, so many questions that I'm left with mm-hmm. that, um, I feel could have been a little more satisfactorily dealt with in the movie. Yeah. Um, but I, like I said, like I've said about the last ones, you know, I usually watch more than one at a time. I, like I watch them over and over again. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give it a three out of five tree number ones. <laughs> <laughs> And into the woods with Amy Adams, you fucking asshole! I would beat you. I would beat you at Ripley Greer Studios, my damn self, if I heard you talking that way in the audition waiting room. I would beat your face in, you cocky dumbass fuck. By the way, if it makes you feel better, I literally just sat and watched Never Sleep Again all day yesterday. So I love Never Sleep Again. Oh, such a long documentary, but so fun. Oh, it's so good, though. You just you tune out, you tune back in, and it's a part that you haven't seen for a while. Right? You tune, back, <laughs> you tune back in. To the surprise of no one, I really enjoy this movie. I love this whole trilogy. Um, it certainly is not without its problems. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it presses all of my buttons. I love haunted house movies. I love found footage movies. Not all of them, um, but a surprising amount of them. Uh, I like that it actually does wrap most things up in a bow. We, we do have questions, but the, the main points of the story, um, have all been dealt with. Like there is a concrete end. Uh, to what's been going on in the Avedon Hotel, um, including it burning down. Hmm. Like, that's <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. the way to end it. Um, I am going to give it a solid three out of five of our good staple buddy Oreo. 
So stable. Miss you, Oreo. Not really. No, you're you are an ugly terrifying. fuck. I am not afraid of clowns, and that needs to not be anywhere near me. I am. I am high and so aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, Greg, if you ever talk like that, <laughs> I will climb every stair at Chelsea Studios, and I will choke you out. I, I feel people's like, elbow, bitch. I feel like there's a story here. I, I feel like his name being. Greg is Greg. so perfect. Like mm. just ugh. He rem- he also reminds me of somebody I went to school with. Thanks, he Greg. seems like the ty- no. type of person oh, okay. that would just be just be like call me Gregory. But like he looks like him. Mm. They're both British. Mm. They were li- and he I like I like the guy I know better. Yeah. But I just yeah. mm. <laughs> like he did a one man Hamlet. Oh my fucking yeah. what? What? <laughs> mm, motherfucker. Mm, I'm not even... I, I have never been even close to professional actor, but motherfucker. Mm, why? Why would... Mm. Another one of my room, roommates, another one of my <laughs> schoolmates um, directed him. Like, they, they wrote it together, or the one guy wrote it and then asked... The British guy to do it, but yeah, there was a lot of decisions there. Oh yeah, so many, and all of them bad. Uh huh. Yep. Oh fuck. On that note, kids, if you need to contact us, email us, lay eggs in our brain. Um, fucking, I don't care what you do at this point. Just email us at Bob again at GoToRazor.com. You can hit us up, um, up on the web. Once words work for me again. At CandyCodedRazor.com. You can find us on Facebook by searching for Candy Coated Razor Blades. Find us on Instagram at, at CCRB underscore podcast. And don't touch the fucking Twitter. Also, you can head to our Patreon at Patreon.com slash Candy Coated Razor. I'm RC. Come talk to me in our Discord. Talk to me about your experiences with Abaddon Eyes. Uh, come talk to me about the clown that might just be standing in your periphery right now. You bastard. And I'm Steph, and you can find me anywhere with Stephanie Hayslip or a night pet with a Y instead of an I. And um, yeah, chat about uh, chat about theater with me. I did a show of Romeo and Juliet once that was set in Ireland, and we had to say two households, both alike in dignity, in Calic Fergus, where we lay our scene. I'll tell you more about that if you want. <laughs> oh my god. All right, kids. On that note, bye. 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 <laughs>